Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. When you visit Las Vegas, if you're in the downtown area, like everybody else, you probably want a great cup of coffee. But where? They're the typical places you can get anywhere in the United States. But when you come to Vegas, why do that? Found a great coffee stand in the D Hotel. And uh, with us is the guy that is responsible for all this, uh, Steve Mangigian. And Steve is with us. He's got a coffee company that works right out of the... uh, so tell us, first of all, it's only available in the morning. Is that correct? That is correct, Steve. Uh, we're open from 6 a.m. till 1 p.m. Yeah, and that's a, it's a great time. And, of course, everybody's looking for coffee. But one of the things you do, and you, there's a lot of different things you do there, but the first and most important part is the coffee's better. Why is that? Yeah, so uh, the thing that's really cool about what we do, different than most other folks, is uh, threefold. We like to call it source, roast, and brew. When we source coffee, we're sourcing coffee from some of the finest estates in the world. It first helps to understand that coffee is grown along the equator between the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn. So any landmass that falls along that band is considered a coffee growing region. So one of the things is I myself, I go down there. As a matter of fact, in a few weeks, I'll be going down to Costa Rica to visit a producer that we work very closely with and that we have a great relationship with and that we source their coffee. Uh, And so uh, how we source the coffee is one thing that differentiates us from other folks. Uh, Secondly is how we roast the coffee. Many companies roast the coffee just to one profile. And it's usually dark, okay? Uh, For us, we try to roast the coffee to bring out the individual characteristics of that coffee based on where it's grown. Typically, African coffees are fruitier, so, you know, we're going to want to roast that coffee to bring out those fruity notes in in an African coffee. Uh, You know, Central American, maybe a little bit more acidic, so we might want to roast those maybe on the lighter side. Indonesian coffees, uh, darker to bring out their body and their earthy notes. So the whole idea is to roast the coffee to the terroir, bring out the individual characteristics of that coffee. Then lastly is, of course, you can source a great coffee, you can roast a great coffee, but then if you screw up the brewing, you know, one of the things is that coffee is not a finished product. You, the consumer or the cafe, has to finish it off, either in the form of an espresso-based drink or, you know, uh, a brewed coffee, drip coffee. So it helps to have good brewing practices to bring out the best of all the sourcing and the roasting. So to me, what differentiates us is the leveraging of all three of those things. Sourcing, roasting, and brewing is what gets us to that great cup of coffee. And what I think is cool is I know a lot of the uh, coffee, big, bigger coffee chains, you're right, It always you can almost taste it when you think about it. They all taste the same and so forth. This sounds like it gives people an opportunity 
uh, at a much uh, lower price rate to kind of do like what some people can do with fine wines. You can go in there, maybe talk to your baristas and find out what would work for them and really have an experience. I'm really glad that you said that. You know, so one thing uh, most people confuse, and this is really what we're trying to do with coffee. We're trying to elevate coffee to a level that two average people can just have a conversation. Uh, Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask the questions now. Uh, Do you drink wine? Yeah, I do. I do. do. So when you drink wine, do you have a preference of white over red? Absolutely. I only drink red. Okay. And when you drink a red wine, what do you drink? (laughs) Well, it depends. But, uh, you know, and there's kind of a price point. I mean, at some point, you know, like I say, with wines, you you can spend hundreds of dollars. But with coffee, and that's what's kind of fun about it. You spend hundreds of dollars here. (laughs) But the point here is, is that within a minute... I was able to narrow down your preferences. And that's really what we're trying to do with coffee. We're trying to raise and elevate the overall dialogue around coffee so that people can actually have a preference. Not what, it, it shouldn't be the idea of us giving you this, it should be the idea of you exploring and figuring out what it is that you like. And our job as a coffee company or as baristas is to give you choice. And then it's up to you to figure out what you like. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of fun, you know, because again, you can come hang around, you know, you spend in a three, four days here and really learn what kind of coffee you like and kind of go back a better consumer, really. Yeah, it really is. It's very true. Uh, it's an educational process. And you're right, Steve. I mean, the whole idea is engaging your barista and talking to them. And, you know, that's the other thing that I wanted to say, because oftentimes one of the things that prevents you and I from being able to learn more about what we're putting in our bodies and the coffees that we're drinking is the isolative nature of the cafe experience, which is something that I'm really trying to debunk in any type of operation that I work in. I don't want you to walk into a cafe and feel like you're a dummy because you don't know what you want or you don't know how to order what you want. Like, I want a vente blah, 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 or a grande this. You know, the whole idea... And that revolves around my philosophy around coffee, which is that coffee ought to be a warm and welcoming beverage. It ought to be approachable. It ought to be accessible. It shouldn't push people away. It should draw them in. And when you go and you visit producers in Central America, South America, all the different growing regions of the world, they're not isolating you. They're not pushing you back. So our goal is to be the conduit between what happens at the farm and what happens at the consumer level. So we want to just complete the loop, close the loop, so to speak, on that. And uh, and that's one of the things that we're also trying to do there at the stand. Steve, another thing, you sound almost like an evangelistic uh, coffee guy. I mean, you're fired up about it. The people that work for you, are they the same way? I mean, because it's kind of, you know, I want to go get a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm the same way. Let's go. I mean, it's like uh, I'm ready to go get a cup. I really am. I, you know, um, uh, I had a life-changing Seriously, a life-changing event happened to me when I first visited uh, Origin, okay? Uh, You know, uh, I could go into a cafe scene and I would get a particular experience, service level, may have been great, may not have been great, more often than not, not great. And I just thought to myself, here in the U.S., this just must be what the cafe experience is like. And when I went to Origin and saw how... uh, how humble and and just how much they love what they do. I thought to myself when I got back 
from that origin trip. It was El Salvador. I got back and I thought to myself, wait, man, there's a huge disconnect between what's happening down here in producing countries and what's happening at the cafe level. And it, it was at that point that I said to myself, that's it. You know, this is our mission. This is what we need to do. So yeah, you could call it evangelism of some sorts, but I am, I'm very passionate and very driven about drawing people in, not pushing people away. And that just seems to be, in my humble view, the biggest mistake that so many cafes make. Bring people in, educate them, and let them make choices that are going to be what's good for them. Well, you know, you think about it, Steve, uh, really, since maybe the 80s or 90s, coffee has just taken over as the go-to drink. I mean, where there were 100 bars, maybe in a few blocks, now there's 100 coffee places is what you're doing and i don't know if you know you have friends in the business too is this kind of like the next step we're seeing is now you know beyond the the regular grind that you can see in different places the regular brand now we're seeing the really gourmet stuff and the really involved stuff is that what you're seeing yeah so you know clearly uh when the specialty coffee movement really took root in the late 70s uh starbucks uh pete's alfred pete considered uh one of the godfathers of specialty coffee, uh, when those scenes began to take root, you know, the natural inclination is to say, well, how can we do it better? And I believe that what's happened now is, uh, uh, you know, uh, cafes have been able to leverage how they can do things better by doing what I had mentioned earlier, which is sourcing, roasting, brewing really great coffee. And so what happens now is there is this this uh, this educational process that's happening and an evolution that is happening that is making people think more about what it is that they're putting in their bodies. And as they learn more about what's going on, they can make more educated decisions. And so where are they going to go? They're going to naturally go to the cafe scene that can further nourish them, not just with a great beverage, but with knowledge and education that can help them experience their coffee in a better way. More with Steve Mangigian, the man behind Zingerman's Coffee at the D Hotel in downtown Las Vegas in just a few moments. But first, when you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You are listening to the man behind Zingerman's Coffee at the D Hotel in downtown Las Vegas, Steve Mangigian. So let's take this one step further then. You know, we talked about the comparisons with wine and so forth, and you're going all over the world. Are there, like, good years and bad years the same way there's in wine? And, and where are the hot spots for uh, ground these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. Uh, so, you know, first of all, let's talk about this. We, we talked a little bit about wine. Wine has about, uh, here's some anecdotes. Wine has about 800 identifiable flavor characteristics to it, okay? Uh, coffee has between 17 and 1900 identifiable flavor characteristics, right? So this whole idea, coffee is far more complex 
than wine. Right out of the gate, people don't realize it. They simply associate coffee with the stimulative effects that it has, right? So it's like, but this this whole world of coffee now opens up when you realize this this point. So, uh, you know, this uh, this this whole scene just really blasts open, and uh, every coffee that's grown. Uh, has different characteristics to it. Uh, I'm going to use Costa Rica as an example. Uh, the region that I work with uh, in the farm that I work with, the producer that I work with in Costa Rica, it's a it's a region called uh, Naranjo, and in Naranjo, uh, some of the best coffees grown in Costa Rica have grown in this area of Costa Rica. And so uh, it's discovering these really great spots and then figuring out, you know, okay, what's our next move? And, you know, let's get down there. Let's taste the coffees. Let's work with the producer. Let's find out ways that we can, you know, process the coffee better, sort the coffee better, so that at the end of the day, when that coffee gets up to into, into the states where we roast it, it'll be the best cup of coffee that it can possibly be. So Costa Rica would be a great example of a hot area where really great coffees are coming from. Uh, we also work with a producer in Brazil uh, called the Datera Estate, and they're probably one of the most sustainable farms on the planet in terms of repurposing everything that they take out of the ground and putting back into the ground. So uh, really good Brazil coffees are a hard find, but you know, we do our work to find those great coffees. Also exploring some opportunities in Kenya. Uh, there have been some really cool relationships that have sprouted up that we're looking at, um, uh, ex- you know, leveraging in, in Kenya. And then the same in Papua New Guinea. We have a really great coffee that we source from Papua New Guinea. Uh, But there's opportunity to, again, strengthen the relationship that we have with the producer there and get even better coffee. It's outstanding. I want to tell people how they can get this. Now, first of all, before we even get into that coffee, though, you also were kind enough to bring these really incredible candy bars here. Interesting stuff. Tell us uh, what got you into this. Are you as passionate about candy as you are about coffee? You know, I think it's important to uh, to say, you know, what Zingerman's is about. So Zingerman's started as a delicatessen in 1982. Okay, so that's really how we got our name to be known. Uh, If you fast forward now 35 years Zingerman's is not just this delicatessen that was founded on great principles, but we are now a community of 10 separately owned businesses, for which Candy is one of those separately owned businesses. All of our businesses have managing partners that are very passionate about their craft. Of course, I'm the owner of the coffee company. Ironically, I just happen to have uh, an equity stake in the candy company as well. However, uh, you know, candy just happens to be a great combination with coffee. So they go along really well together. So, you know, I bring this to you as a as a token of my appreciation. And there's also just an opportunity for you to be able to taste some really great handmade candy that you just aren't going to find anywhere else in the country. It happens. We don't sell it at the coffee stand uh, at the D, but we do sell it. It is sold in the gift shop at the D. So although, uh, you know, you won't be able to find it right there in the stand, you will be able to find it in the gift shop. But yeah, I'm passionate about all of our businesses within our organization, not just because of our passion towards full flavored, traditionally made foods, but it's also the way in which we approach our business. Uh, We're a triple 
triple bottom line company, which means we don't measure success on one bottom line, which most of us assess as you know just really being uh, great finance. We, we, we measure success on three bottom lines, great food, great service, and great finance. So all three of those metrics have to be operating in harmony with one another in order for us to consider that to be successful. Uh, we also practice open book management, uh, which is uh, something that's happening more and more in businesses today, and we've been doing this for years and years. So it's not just the food that we go after, but it's also the principles by which we operate our business, which is just as important as the food. Well, again, just listening to you is going to get people excited about not only the coffee and the candy. And I think it's interesting that you picked the D to go to because this place has brought a lot of energy into downtown. Was that sort of a thing as you were looking to come here? So, you know, Derek Stevens is just an innovator, right? I mean, uh, you know, he, he just... If he sees an obstacle, he finds a way to innovate around it so that, you know, he can bring a much better experience to those that want to visit Las Vegas, Fremont Street, you know, this whole area. It's, it's just uh, uh, it's just bustling more and more. Uh, the quick story is, is that Derek reached out to my business partner, Paul Saginaw. Uh, Paul is one of the founding partners of our organization, the Zingerman's Delicatessen. And he knew Paul to be a person. He didn't know Paul, but he knew Paul was very well known and knew food very well. And Derek knew that he wanted to bring a really cool food and beverage experience to downtown Las Vegas. All right. So he tapped Paul and said, hey, you know, do you think you could help us out here? And Paul said, sure. So Paul put a few of of the partners in our organization together. We flew down here. We did a brainstorming session for like a day and a half, two days. And we talked about ways in which we could make the food and beverage experience here in downtown Las Vegas even better. Uh, We concluded at the end of those meetings that one of the first ways that we should start working together is with this whole coffee thing. So the coffee stand is the first step along the lines of working more together to deliver just a much better food and beverage experience here in downtown Las Vegas. Well, it's exciting. So first, people, if they want to find out more about Zingerman's, where can we go online to find out even before we come out here? Yeah, for sure. Just go to uh, our website, www.zingermans.com. Uh, that'll direct you immediately to our mail order site, but it'll also give you a whole navigational toolbar to look at all of the other businesses that Zingerman's is representative of. So zingermans.com is the first place to go, and you go from there. And when we're here in Las Vegas, we go to the D. Just a reminder, tell them where they can find it, you know, because if they're looking for it, you give, <laughs> give them a little roadmap here. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the, the stand is only set up for seven Seven hours out of the day, so the rest of the day it's it's sitting in a storage area, and uh, but the but the stand is located in the hotel lobby area near the elevator banks. So if you're looking for a great cup of coffee, just head that way, and you'll be sure to find it. If you're there between the hours of six and one, we will. We'll wake up with your coffee. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the time. You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk radio network. Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business but a real revenue-generating business, then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. 
Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. Looking for high-speed internet where you live but are out of reach of cable and fiber options? Look no further. High-speed internet is now available in your area as your local authorized HughesNet retailer, Whole Home Connect, makes it easy to get the high-speed internet you need with blazing fast speeds, unlimited data with no hard data limits, with built-in Wi-Fi for as little as $2 a day. Act now and for a limited time, get free standard installation and free equipment with HughesNet from Whole Home Connect. You'll enjoy internet service that lets you do more of everything you want to do online, like shopping, surfing, and staying in touch. Call Whole Home Connect and see for yourself why HughesNet is America's number one choice for satellite internet. 800-832-1508-800-832-1508-800-832-1508 That's 800-832-1508 Holy gentle giants, dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get the Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 866-657-8517. 866-657-8517. That's 866-657-8517.